could start. We were talking about music, you know. Uh, we could do uh, romantic music. Dudes. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Bolton and uh, Michael Buble. Michael Buble at Whitney Houston. Share um, a lot of pop music. A lot of pop music. Welcome to Romantic Music Dudes. <laughs> no, welcome. Uh, the Romcom Dudes, we're back in your ear holes, telling you how it is. <laughs> Listen to our voice. I'm Austin. I'm Carlton. How was your week? It was good. I didn't ask you that. Good. Did you watch a lot of movies this week or no? Nope. We saw It, Chapter 2. You tweeted about it. I didn't. It was fine. Did you see the first one? Yeah. Did you like the first I one? Lo- I really liked the first one. Oh. I thought it, the first one was like the kids had good characters. You know, not characters. They had good chemistry between one another. Yeah. And this one, like the adults are just actors, right? I bet the kids, they don't really do stuff like this a lot or they haven't had a lot of experiences so they feel like they have to bond in the first movie and in real life yeah where like adult actors are like okay just call me when i'm when I'm, it's my turn when i'm on set when i'm supposed Interesting. to get my life i think i don't know probably no it makes sense you know rom-com uh it <laughs> start making out with the clown that is interesting so i wonder i've never even thought about that before yeah I like think- why like group of like when it's a group of kids why it Usually ends up there's something just warm about it. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Is they just they have never done it before, and so they like the directors like, hey, hang out for like two weeks together, like stay in a hotel together, do everything together. You don't have to, you know, like you don't have to do everything together, but hang out and then like relive that chemistry in the movie. You know, even that parts the parts where you hate and stuff. Like you hear about that a lot, and I think uh, it's because they just never have those those. They've never ha- done that before, and then when you become an adult actor, or you just started acting when you're 20 or whatever, it's just yeah. it's professional, right? You yeah. just go in, do your lines, and you get out. Interesting. I think. No, it's that's not the problem with the movie, but you can see that in the movie. The yeah. chemistry's not there as much, but I don't think it's supposed to be there as much because um, they forget everything that happened. They, like they tell you why and stuff oh, throughout okay. the movie. But have you heard uh, watched any interviews with Bill Hader? Yeah, he's amazing, dude. Bill Hader is my new favorite actor. I need to watch more of his stuff. Well, I gave you HBO. Watch Barry. It's so That's good, his, man. It's a won a ton of freaking awards. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I it, yeah, he's a hitman who wants to be an actor. Yeah, so great. It's interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's worth it. I I want to see him do a romantic comedy. I think he would do a really good job. That's what I've been noticing with. We've been watching these romantic comedies, right? I've been noticing there's two types of lead men and there's only one type of lead woman kind of it's starting to change a little bit now but there's two types of lead men from the old pat everything there's the very handsome very like charismatic man lead that would be like michael or uh uh matthew mcconaughey yeah right very handsome very he can tell the jokes but he's mostly there to just look good uh, Ryan Reynolds is another one, but I think Ryan Reynolds can do both. The second one is there's the comedy lead, and that's like what we watched today. You know, yeah. Groundhog Day, Bill Murray. He's not attractive at all. No, Bill Murray looks fifty in this, right? Yeah. Like he looks old, and he probably is kind of old in this. But yeah, he. And then there's like like Woody Allen and a uh, bunch of others. I think there's very few who can pull off both, and like uh, I think. Um, 
Jason Sudeikis is one. Yeah. I think he does a good job. Uh, I think we saw uh, Ryan Reynolds, I think, is up there. I think Ryan Reynolds is more of the charismatic type, though. Oh, yeah. He is funny, but I don't think that's what he was from the beginning. And then oh, he no. just kind of grew into that with, like, Deadpool and stuff. Yeah. And then and there's the, a couple. Because, like, uh, what's the... Uh, what is that movie called? Just Friends? Yeah. it's probably That's probably one of his funnier romantic comedies. See, I'm not a fan of that movie either. Really? Yeah. I enjoyed it. What? I enjoyed it. See, we need to rewatch it because I think it's going to be like The Proposal. But maybe it changed my mind. I it's been a while en- since I've seen it. Like, the thing is, I still enjoy The Proposal. Like, I don't think it's a great film. Yeah. That's fair. Like, there's uh, lots of movies I watch that aren't, like, great films that I just right. enjoy. And The Proposal is one of them. Right. I think the other person uh, is Jason Bateman, who's in, like, Arrested Development. Yeah. Right? He's another one that's, like, these guys are, like, straight men is what they call him. But I, I think he's also very good at comedic timing oh, on yeah. top of his, like, he looks, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. Anyways, that's okay. So let's talk about Carly's episode. I just want to apologize. My sister and I talked about this. Um, we think that episode got a little like out of hand and my sister and I are only a year apart. I don't know people who listen. I don't know who listens to this, but people who listen, we're only a year apart. And so we can kind of, I don't know if it's like we can read each other's minds or what. So I think a lot of our arguments didn't make sense. Cause like, we knew what we were saying to each other, right? But, like, after I listened back to it, I was like, oh, this is almost a little cringy, but uh, <laughs> not 100%. Because people, like, messaged me and was like, oh, I really like that episode with your sister and stuff. And I'm like, oh, good. because <laughs> It was different. It was different. It was. So I wonder if, if people are actually actively listening. They probably. Yeah. It was just something different. Yeah. It was a big. I, we had a lot of people listen to that episode. So that's kind of cool. It was, just, but. it was interesting in general of, like, because a lot of times we kind of just break down the film. We yeah. We kind of like talk about points of yeah. that. We actually like, you debated. Yeah, the film a little bit. On the plot point. Yeah. Uh, overall, I still like 500 Days of Summer. Um, and yeah. And then uh, next week we'll have a guest. It's a friend of mine. Um, and we can talk about that at the end. Okay. We need to get you some, if you want to bring guests, Carlton, you I can. Am. People message, sometimes people message me though, and they're like, hey, I would love to be on. Yeah. My brother wants to be on, and I'm like, he lives in Boise. I'm like, yeah, next time you come in, like, I don't know. When it's he moved to Boise. Oh, he's been in Boise for a few years. Wait, I knew that. Never mind. Yeah. He, uh, he, I think he wanted to do five, everyone wanted to do 500 Days of Summer. It's like the most, I think that's our generation's like Woody Allen, mm-hmm. right? Or like, um, I don't know, other. Movies like that. People love that movie, Our yep. Age. But we already talked about it. I, I forgot. I even had a friend who commented on uh, watching the Honest trailer. I still haven't done it. Oh, yeah. Here, uh, I'll send it to you tonight. Okay. And then, oh, I didn't watch that thing you sent me. I don't know why I was going to. It's dark. It's not even that long. It was only like five minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, it was just it? a promotion. I'll watch it tonight. Yeah, it's dark. Okay, so we are talking about Groundhog Day. This is my first time watching it. I'm, that, I'm so happy you watched it. Me too. This is one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm, this is my, you know how last time we did the top 10, like, and I was like, Annie Hall is like one of my all-time favorite movies. This is probably going to be like this top, if we do another top 10, this is going to be like up there, top one or two. I'm going to watch it again before, if we do that. Well, it's called Groundhog Day. I mean, you, you got, it's just constant repeat in your head. <laughs> Welcome to Rom-Com Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Austin. I'm Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rom Com Dudes. I'm Austin. <laughs> I can't do-
anyway. If we repeat, <laughs> if we repeat ourselves a lot, we have a reason in this episode. <laughs> it's a pretty common thing, though. Like whenever we get distracted, welcome to rom-com news. But this one, it's uh, even more, even yeah. more of a reason. But yeah, I want to watch it again just because I like. Because I only watched it once. Mm-hmm. I had some distractions just because that's hashtag dad life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did, Michelle really, it's one of her favorite films, so we'd like to watch it together. Uh-huh. But I want to make sure I watch it again so I'm not, speaking of, I need to give you your 500 Days of Summer. Oh, okay, yeah. Still in my house. Carlton um, has my 500 Days But I know summer. because it's one of my favorite films, I just know, like, my bias, kind of like with Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, I'd push it to number one, so I want to watch because I know Groundhog Day is a better film than, than Five Hundred Days of Summer. Oh, I see. I don't know if that's. Ne- mm, I think yeah, actually, I think it is better film. Uh, and the reason is is because it was groundbreaking. Like it's still really groundbreaking, mm-hmm. right? It's it's different. It's so different. Yeah. Like there's not a film. Well, people copy what Groundhog did. It's almost Days like a did. genre now. It is a genre, yeah. But it started, it wasn't really a genre until recently, I feel like. Yeah. You know, like... Like, there's probably a couple of films just throughout the years. Yes. I remember, I don't know, if somebody could tell me if I'm wrong or if they can tell me about this, but I remember a Disney Channel movie using the Groundhog Day template. And it was, like, this kid, and he'd wake up every day on Thanksgiving, and then he would, like, know the exact... What scene I remember the most is... His brother was watching basketball, and he would, like, say every little thing that happened in the basketball game. So if somebody knows what I'm talking about, I'd love to know what it is. But, yeah, uh, yeah this Groundhog template, Groundhog Day template is used all the time now, and I love it. Like, any time they use it, I'm, I'm in. There's, that, there's the horror film that has, like, a sequel now. Yeah, Happy, Happy Death Day. Yeah, Happy Death Day. Seen it? Love it. Really? The first one's fun. Yeah. It looks, it looks fun. How about uh, Edge of Tomorrow? Have you seen Edge of Tomorrow? I have not, but that, Tom that's Tom Cruise? A... Oh, dude, I'm going to lend that to you. And uh, that's like, that's an action movie using Groundhog, action movie using Groundhog Day. Yeah. And it's so good. And then uh, there's that new TV show called Russian Dolls. Have you heard of it? Yeah, we were talking Netflix. about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, it's a Groundhog Day. That one's interesting because it's a spoiler for Russian Dolls, so skip ahead like 30 seconds. I don't think you care, right? I mean, I'll probably watch, still watch it, but I don't Yeah, care. I heard the spoiler and it made it more interesting for oh, me. Interesting. That's why I continued watching it. But uh, the first three episodes, it's just one girl, and she's reliving the same moment until she dies. So that's it's a little different where, like, Groundhog Day, there is some of that death in it, but, yeah. like, uh, Groundhog Day is till 6 o'clock a.m., which yeah. we can talk about that. That doesn't make total sense. <laughs> but <laughs> it's fine. It's not a big deal. That's not the point of the movie. But um, Russian Doll... And the third episode at the end, you see she meets a guy, and the guy is also reliving every moment when he dies. Oh, interesting. So she finds someone going through the same thing as she is, and I was like, oh, that's a new twist. Like, I've never seen someone, yeah. they, like, share the same debt or, like, reliving that same moment type thing. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. There's actually a Supernatural episode that has a Groundhog Day thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Have you ever watched Supernatural? No, I, there's a lot of seasons. It's too much. Yeah, that's right here. It's pretty. There's a Scooby Doo episode. Yep. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what I know about it. Because yeah, I got a lot of publicity. So does Scooby Doo like they just do the whole thing in Scooby Doo world? Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, they've done a, they do a lot of that. I mean, it's a, most like pop culture movie TV shows that are really popular do stuff like that. Yeah, interesting that's, crossovers. That's really cool. But yeah, that was. The idea behind that is the one brother 
keeps dying. And once he dies, it starts over. Oh, everyone or just the brother? Just the one brother. Um, uh-huh. I can't even think of his name. Sam Winchester. The Winchester brothers. Which is funny. I can't even think of the actor's name, but I can't think of the other. What are their names? That's what TV shows are, though. You think of the character's name way before the actors, I feel like. But I, the brother, I can't think of the, the character's name. Jared oh. Padalecki, I can't think of the. Oh, I see what you're saying. Sam and, oh my gosh. Anyways, doesn't matter. But there's a, a Loki because there's a lot of war oh. in there. He's messing with him. That's I think the basis behind that. I want to see, maybe we, we should write this, but I want to see like a Groundhog Day type scenario. And then it like starts with just a Groundhog Day thing just to set up the premise. But then like each time he dies or wakes up or whatever the situation, like of the lives go on. And so, like, whatever he did to him at that moment, like, that life goes on, and then there's all these different branches. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for example, in Groundhog Day, he meets the life insurance guy, the insurance, his old high school friend, Mm -hmm. and the first time he's, like, really mean to him and, like, I don't know who you are. I'd love to see that salesman's life go on from that moment. Or then there's that next time where he, like, he's, like, real mean to him, like, Punches him in the face. Yeah, punches him in the face, and then just see where that moment goes. And then there's like moments where he saves a kid out of the tree. Oh yeah. You know, like he saves him. Let's see where he goes from there. But when he doesn't save him, let's see where he goes from there. You know, like it'd be kind of cool to, to see follow these... the people who are affected by the groundhog. Affected or not affected? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. It might be too complicated. It might be a TV show idea. Yeah, that but... would have, I was like to be able to to follow that many things. You'd need to be a TV show. Yeah, but well, you could like start every episode the same, where like he wakes up and then like this happens and then you just follow it and it could be the same character for a season. Yeah. I don't know. It's too much, but it's kind of cool. I was, I was thinking about that Maybe. during the show. I've seen this movie a lot. Um, I think I'll just get my, I'll start then with the, my first initial thoughts, but like I remember watching this in school. My wife said that earlier today and I was like, yeah, I think that is the first time I watched this movie was in school. Like it was groundhog day. And my English teacher put it on. And it's like a very English teacher type movie to put on because it's, I think, like writing wise, it's unique. Oh, yeah. I right. Can see like, that. I, I think our teacher was like, oh, pay attention to the structure. This is a different structure than you'll see in a lot of other movies. Um, I will also say, like, yes, I probably would classify this as a romantic comedy, but it's mostly on the comedic side. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, he is trying to save. Um, what's her the girl's life you know trying to be with this girl but i think the only reason he's trying to get with this girl is because he's bored oh yeah that's the first few times and then he starts really does fall in love with her there's a moment in this movie where he like first gets her gets her to his room bill murray gets the the lead girl to her i'm gonna look up her name because i i'm losing it right now but um he first gets her to the room and he says i love you to her and I actually think, like, genuine think that Bill Murray or Phil really does love her in that moment, right? Because he spent so much yeah. time with oh, her yeah. already at this moment. And, and she's just like, no, 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 we're going way too fast. And I'm yeah. like, man, what a cool moment where, like, you can see that, yes, Phil has lived this this moment way too much and she hasn't. And you can see this oh, yeah. contradiction. And you can just see it because in the couple times before, like he gets really weird when they're like, throwing the um, snowballs. Yeah. That, that second time that shows it. Yeah. But it might not have been the second time. Yeah. It could have been like the 15th. Yeah. Um, so overall, again, like this is a classic movie. Oh yeah. Right. I can directed by Harold Ramis. Uh, is it Ramis? Ramis. Harold Ramis. Who's in Ghostbusters, right? He's the, he's the Twinkie guy. 
in Ghostbusters, the tall, nerdy guy. Oh, okay. Uh, he's in it, and for a short period of this movie, he's the doctor who, like, looks at his tumors. Oh, okay. That's Harold Ramis. Um, I think this is, like, up there with one of the best movies of all time. Like, I and that's, I know that's, like, bold to say, but I think it really is just so different and unique, and it's really refreshing to watch. And it's very, like, it takes you on quite an emotional experience. I Yeah, it's dark. Yeah. It's very dark. Because, like, you would think this comedy of a movie would just be like, oh, he'll live this for, like, two weeks. But it's long, right? Like, he is re- reliving this day for years, probably. Yeah. I, I think I... So, do you, did you ever look up, like, how much do you think people think how long he was... I didn't. I didn't. Didn't look up uh, facts for this one beforehand like you usually do. So I I was I kind of had an idea. I was thinking, oh, maybe like five, ten years he was reliving this. But people were thinking like for how well he learned the piano and how well he was like able to sculpt ice sculptures and stuff like that. Some people think like thirty to forty years. Really? Like um, Harold Ramis himself was like, yeah, it, ha- it has to be 30 to 40 years he's living it. And then somebody went through to like add up all the time it takes to like learn the piano, takes up that good, and then takes up how much time it to sculpt that well and all these things. And they found out, yeah, it was about 34 years That's crazy. to learn all of that that he did. And, of course, like you would start wanting to like kill yourself, I yeah. think. <laughs> no, Michelle brought that up like – like it gets dark, and she's like, "You would probably want to do the same thing." Yeah, it's crazy. It, like, yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, so Andy McDowell, she's awesome in this, and uh, Bill Murray, the two big ones. Um, yeah. So what do you what did you think of it? I really liked it. Like I said, it was like besides having, I mean, because it had a very predictable ending, but it was a it was it worked yeah like there's a lot of like it's the safe thing to do something like that to have a predictable ending but for something like this because of how well it's portrayed of like he's been doing this for a long time mm-hmm. he goes through these like phases of like being super depressed or really just gung ho and just loving it or super reckless like to him to finally just move on past that day i like that there's no explanation yep you, you kind of get an explanation, I feel like. Like, he's starting to help more people. Because he's very selfish at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And at the end, he's not. Like, he's the he's the town hero, even yeah. though he's been there one day. Yeah. Everyone knows his name. Yeah. Because but, he just go. He just, because he's tracked yep. that day Perfectly. thousands of times, that he yeah. can just save and help all these people real easily. Yep. Um, I, I wonder, I always had this thought at the end, like, what what's next? You know, like, how... How do you live your life after all of that? Yeah. Because, like, he knows her almost probably perfectly, and they're going to be together. And he might actually, like, I, I wondered, like, if, if she, he would be sick of her, if Bill Murray would be sick of, of uh, Andy McDowell. But, no, they, they love each other, and it's, like, a happy, he's happy, but I don't know if he's happy because he's with her or if it's, like, because he's just, <laughs> the day's done yeah. after that long. Um, but I've always wondered, like, what's next? It like, how do you do, what do you do after that? It makes me think, uh, this is a weird, uh, parallel, but Inception. Uh-huh. Because they, they live in their, 
their dream world. They grow oh, old together. Long. Yeah, that's right. And they they go back to it, and she goes crazy. And that's right, because she's like, I don't. Are we in a dream? Yeah. Are we not in a dream? She's, she and doesn't think she. That's how she kills herself because they yeah. actually are in the real world. That's interesting. That's like the fourth time I've heard Inception this week, and I haven't heard about Inception in a while. It's a great movie. I want to rewatch it because yeah. I've been hearing so much about it lately for some reason. I think it's because it's turning ten years old. Is it really? Yeah, two thousand nine. That that sounds right, doesn't it? That's great. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so the beginning, he's a weatherman. Yep. Right, and he's very selfish. Uh, he is just he does what he's told, and that's it. Like he's going to do Groundhog Day for uh for the news to see if the groundhog sees his shadow. By the way, my my daughter's birthday's on Groundhog Day. Oh nice. Yeah. So every every February 2nd, we we pull up my daughter and we ask her if she saw her shadow. <laughs> and then we'll see if if she's potty trained or not in 6 weeks. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to Romcom dudes. I'm Austin. I'm Carlton. <laughs> I got you, babe. <laughs> hey, welcome to this chilly morning. <laughs> I'm Danny Dan. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that first time he wakes up. He's like, oh, you're replaying the tape there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. So he goes to um, Groundhog Day. And what I like, they set this up so well. Like, there's these all these little details that the director and the writer kind of set up. Oh, I want to talk about the writer for a second. So um, Harold Ramis helped kind of write. He has a screenplay credit, but he didn't write the initial story and the initial um, screenplay. But he was put on later to um, help write it because um, Danny Rubin's the guy who wrote it. So Danny Rubin, um, this is like his only writing credit pretty much. He has like some weird B-horror and other things in there. But uh, his, his uh, I don't know, manager was like, hey, you need a calling card. Like, write a script that's like your calling card. And so he wrote this script, Groundhog Day, but it wasn't initially called Groundhog Day, but the idea was the same. Like, he would wake up the same day every day. And it was almost like a horror, th- not a thriller or a horror, but like a drama Oh, okay. And then um, he, like, sent it to – he got, like, 50 different offers from the screenplay. People loved it. It was huge. It was a hot ticket. And <laughs> it's a random hot ticket take. And people <laughs> wanted it. It's hot. Come get your Groundhog Day script. And um, they noticed that, like, yeah, we like it, but, it, like, is it going to be funny or what is it? Is it dramatic? Is it too sad? And – so what happened is Harold Ramis got on and said, "Listen, I love the script. I want to. I want to direct it, but we need to. We need to figure out a tone here." And um, the writer was like, "Okay, fine." So he went back and he took some days and he went to a movie and he started thinking about like he went to a romantic comedy, I think, or some kind of comedy. Oh, interesting. And he started thinking like, "Oh, what? Like, what if you really relived the same day every day? Like, what would you be doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I'd hook up with girls." Like, I'd hook up with different girls I see throughout the day because there's no tomorrow, so what's the point? Yeah. And he's like, that's kind of funny. Like, that's a funny take. And so that's kind of how he pitched it to Harold Ramis, and he was like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that. Let me help you write. Let's let's kind of rewrite this so it sets up, like, a three-act 
structure. Because before, I guess it was not a three-act structure. It was like Bill Murray would have been like, or the weather, Phil was like reliving the weatherman moment at the very beginning every time. Like he was going back to the very beginning of the movie every time. Oh, and there wasn't like no learning, I guess. It was just kind of stuck. And he, Harold Ramis was saying it was kind of confusing and how we needed like growth. And I think yeah. that's the best part of the movie. Oh, like yeah. You see real growth in Bill Murray. But uh, yeah, so I thought I'd bring up that context before. That's interesting. Before we go, because this, this writer hasn't done anything since, really. He's that's so done interesting. Some, yeah, he's done some acting and some, some writing here and there, but he, he probably doesn't have to do anything ever again because of yeah. Groundhog Day. It's a huge, uh, huge movie. So, um, let's see, he's a weatherman, he's told to go to, what's the town name, Carlton, do you remember? Uh, they say it a ton of Spontanix, something like that. <laughs> Spontanix, Spontanix. Starts with a P. It's a weird spelling, too, like, I, I don't even know, but it's Pennsylvania. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yep. No, it's Pennsylvania, but. Because they always talk about Pittsburgh. They're like, oh, you go to Pittsburgh, and he's like, I can't go to Pittsburgh. Because that's where they're from, right? I think so. Ponty. P-U-N-X-S-U-T-A-W-N-E-Y. Ponty? They never actually say that X. Yeah, they like leave it blank or leave it silent, I guess. Anyways, he doesn't want to do it, really. You know, Phil, he's like, ah. And he brings Rita and then the cameraman. What's the cameraman's name? It's, um... Anyways, they they all three go and and uh, I like that moment at Larry. the very Larry, Larry, Rita, and Phil. I like that moment at the very beginning when when they go to the hotel and Phil's like, "Oh, I've stayed here before. They have like bed bugs. I don't want to be here." And she's like, "Yeah, I know. They're they're dropping us off." And then you got you we got you a bed and breakfast. I was like, "Oh, like he can see like that chemistry already working between." Rita and Phil, and yeah. I really like that. Like Rita is a really good person, yeah. and I think he's like he thought she was just another producer. Yep. But it was like that was a moment that was written well. That was like, no, she's not another producer. She's a like she's someone who wants to help him out. Because I think Phil's good at his job, right? Like yeah. we can see that because he's like, just roll the camera, I got this, and then he'll be like, you know, today's Groundhog, and then he'll like go, and it sounds really good. Yeah. Like he didn't write anything down or whatever, and um. So then they go to their bed and breakfast. He wakes up, and it's the You Got Me Babe and the two guys, which, like I said, I love these details, right? Like, everything is just so detailed in this movie that it always goes back to it, and you can see these little details. I feel like I need to rewatch it now. Yeah, I mean, every time I watch it, I I feel like I see something different, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, Like, you... For example, he's like, oh, you know, like that the waitress is going to crash, right? Like she's going to drop her or the wait, the waiter is going to drop his plate right here. And then you hear it. But you hear that moment every time in the movie. Yeah. That was something I noticed. Oh, yeah. There's they do a really good job of because it's not something you can really like just use the same scene. Yeah. You can't just copy that <laughs> over. Right. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um so he uh, wakes up, goes to Groundhog Day, and he just goes home. Well, he wants to go back to Pittsburgh, and they're like, "No, there's a there's a there's a huge blizzard coming. There's no way out. 
Yeah, because they, they, they start driving out, and they get the roads closed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, man, like, let me make a phone call. He can't make any phone calls out either. The lines are down. So he's like, okay, I'll just go take a shower and go to bed. So that's what he does, right? It's the first kind of day, and then then the second day it happens, 6 o'clock, and he's like, what the heck? And he hears, I've got you, babe. Here's the radio, guys. Say the same thing. Yeah, something's afoot. It's, uh, welcome to Rom-Com Dudes. <laughs> I'm Austin. I'm Carlton. <laughs> Carlton's going along with this bit. <laughs> Loves it. Uh, Bill Murray looks like an ashtray in this movie. Can I say that? He what? looks rough. I don't know what it oh, is, but I he see. looks rough in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he does. Maybe it's just the acting, but, uh. Man, he, he just looked tired or something. Like, even at the very beginning. But that's kind of how he plays anyways. But I've seen him happier in other movies. Yeah, because uh, Space Jam was around the early 90s. Had, yeah, it was a little later. Like 90, yeah. It's got to be like 90s. So it's got to be later. But he seems younger in Space Jam than he does in Does this he? <laughs> I maybe, just, maybe you're right. Because that's what was weird to me when I saw it was 19. Because I remember seeing, like, posters of it and everything. Mm-hmm. And water on me. Then I watched it like, wait a second, he looks kind of old in this. Yeah, he looks like 50, but he's probably only 30. Years. Yeah. No, he's probably born in the 40s. He's 45 or 50, born in the 50s, so he'd be like, yeah, he'd be 30, 40, somewhere in there. Um, There are times I notice, though, he is. they put some dark makeup on him and make him look depressed. Like that moment he steals the groundhog. Oh, yeah. And he takes the truck and he commits suicide for the first time. Yeah. Which... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the the cameraman is just recording the whole thing, and I'm just like, dude, put the camera down. That is not the moment to be recording. Yeah. Like, it is exciting, but you don't want that on camera. Yeah. Little... You don't want that on tape. Um, where he's like, yeah, you can still be alive, and then it explodes. <laughs> yeah, that was – I mean, maybe they're going for something. I don't know. Are you a big Bill Murray fan? Mm-hmm. I mean, I – Shouldn't say big, 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 because I don't haven't seen everything. He's been in a lot of stuff. Wes Anderson. He's in a lot of uh, every Wes Anderson film. I've the only Wes Anderson film I've seen is Fantastic Mr. Fox. You haven't seen Isle of Dogs. Mm-mm, I really want to. Yeah, I've seen. I think every Wes Anderson. I really movie. want to because I really like his visual style a lot. You need to see Moonlight Kingdom. Is that what it's called? Moonrise Kingdom. It's uh, you'd really like it. I, that's a, that's stop motion, isn't it? No, so it's like a, it's a Boy Scout movie. You would really like it. It reminded me of like when we worked at camp together, and so it's like this Boy Scout troop goes out and they go hiking, and then one kid leaves and finds a girl, and it's like this fourteen-year-old kid is falling in love with this fourteen-year-old girl. Oh wait, I have heard of that. We could probably do that as a rom-com. It's it's fun. Cause that's like uh, I've heard of this. Yeah, it's I. It's a romantic comedy, kind of like it's about kids though, which is I mean that's fine, but it's probably one of my it's probably my favorite Wes Anderson movie just because of our background, right? Yeah, like working at working at camp. But uh, yeah, Bill Murray is always like the 
that great part in movies, I feel like. Like Zombieland. Oh my gosh. You know? I love him in Zombieland so much. It's perfect. When you get, I, we just rewatched Zombieland r- recently because the second one's coming out. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'm curious. Let's watch it. So we start watching it and he gets shot and he's like, oh, don't touch it. It's tender. Like, I just love that. <laughs> don't touch it. I'm, I'm Bill Murray. I love uh, in this movie where he dresses up as Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Because he's rewatched the oh yeah the good the bad and the ugly so many times yeah. I think that was the movie it was one of the Clint Eastwood yeah. spaghetti westerns and he makes the girl dress up as like a maid what yeah is that? <laughs> oh it's so good you're bored though it makes sense mm-hmm. yeah like I really want to see Grand we're not West oh the Grand not, Budapest this is not Wes Anderson what am I doing what we're not talking like oh just bring it up who cares. Yeah, there's so many mic. films. Like I'm just really interested. Just Bill, his visual style. Bill Murray's in a lot of stuff. Like he was in the Jungle Book recently. That's yeah. a big one. Uh, I don't know what like the most recent. That's probably the most recent from what I remember. He's getting old. Yeah, with I Old Dogs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. I've seen. I really liked I Old Dogs. Anyways, where are we at? He um. Oh, wakes up the second day, and he's trying to explain it, right? He goes up to, to Rita, and it's like... I don't think he actually tries explaining it yet. He's He says something weird's going on, because oh. he really sits her down on day three. Right. But, like, I thought this this day he's, like, trying to just figure it out. He's like, what is going on? Maybe. And he's like, "You gotta re- we got to record. We got to figure that, you know, we got to, and he's like, no, I've already done this. Like, it's already been Groundhog Day. Yeah. Like, I know he sees a shadow or or whatever. And uh, so then, yeah, then he goes back. He kind of just relives the day, the first yeah. day, but just like confused. It's yeah. very similar. Nothing changes. And then the third day happens. And that's when he's like, he's like, he goes to the doctor. He goes and sees a, a shrink. And he, well, he sits down Rita and that's when he's like, I need help. Like yeah. I don't know what's going on. I I really do need help here, and uh, that's what's cool about this too. Like, would a producer genuinely like take your take the weatherman to a doctor or take him to a shrink psychiatrist? I should stop saying shrink. I say shrink a lot, <laughs> and I'm always like, I don't know if that's the right thing to say. Probably not. So I'm gonna say psychiatrist from now on. And if I don't, you can electrocute me, Carlton. Uh, Bill Murray looks like the face of a mountain in this movie. He just is looking rough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying Like I said, I'm going to repeat a lot of jokes. <laughs> because it's Groundhog Day. What do you think of Groundhog Day as a holiday? It's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I want it. I need to look at the history because I'm just so confused. It starts... No, it's really from this city. That's where it started. Wait, for reals? Yeah, for reals. I was reading about it. Like, they scouted it out. Bill Murray went with with uh, Andy McDowell and was like, hey, like, we wanted to watch the event. We want to be part of it because we're making a movie about it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is so weird. Yeah, it started in that town, Pennsylvania, and that's where they record it every year. That's where they. That's where the shadow thing happens. Because groundhogs don't really exist out where we live. Yeah. We get, like, marmots. And woodchucks. And w- whatever. W- well, isn't a woodchuck Rock a chuck. groundhog? No. I don't know. They're all kind of similar. Yeah. Guys are doing weird things. 
my contact is trying to run away from my eyelid. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say. It's going to suck in the back of my head and never leave. So he then kind of finds out nothing's wrong. And I like the psychiatry moment where... He's like, um, I'd love to do more talk more about this with you. Can we can we see you the next day? And see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, Yeah, Doc. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I love really, that. A lot of little things like that happen. Yeah. Like people aren't listening to him, right? Oh, I touched it again. That you did. Ah. So Carly she was using this mic. Oh. Carly I should have yeah. broke it. Freaking Carly. If you're <laughs> listening to this, you owe Carlton a new mic. Just a cable? No. A whole new mic. <laughs> oh, everything. The big shebang. All of it. All of it. Everything up here. All the stuff we're not using. The speakers. Yeah. Everything. Everything. 15. How many speakers do you got back here? One, Too two, many. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm only seeing eight. Nine, ten. Ten speakers! <laughs> That's a nice round number. Yep. What do one of these stacks cost? Like, what is this? PV? Is that how you say it? Yeah, I don't know. How, where'd you get them? It's all just secondhand oh. findings. The Fender stuff has to be nice. That has to be worth something, right? I got the Fender stuff used. The only thing that's actually mine, I think. Now we're talking about is he has so much equipment up here. The only thing that's actually mine is the fender. The rest is Tommy Brothers. Tommy, come pick up your stuff. Does he know? Yes. <laughs> Tommy, if you're listening to this, Carlton's sick <laughs> and tired of storing your stuff for free. Give him a $10 a month. 15 It'd actually be Mike that gets the money. Well, no, I understand, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Carlton's wearing an Iron Man shirt, and I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt. <laughs> Just realized that. <laughs> Remember the moment? Have you watched the new – you've seen Endgame? Nope. Oh, my gosh, Carlton. You're the only person in the world who hasn't <laughs> seen Endgame. Yeah, um, I was watching the interview with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's like, well, I don't mind spoiling it because for the two people who haven't seen it, you might want to not watch this. I'm like, skip. Yep. Some pretty important stuff. That was my bottle. Just snapped. Iron yeah. Man and Spider-Man, they're best friends in the MCU. That's what do you hard. feel about that? Oh, I, I get what you're getting at. What? Oh. Yeah, that too. We're yeah. best friends. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. Just kidding. <laughs> we are best friends. Um, yeah. I'm really tired. Space. You're not even answering the question. <laughs> Wait, what do I think of? Iron Man and Spider-Man being best friends. I like it. There's Carlton's hot take. He likes it. Quote, unquote. <laughs> Dude, it's been cold it has here, been. and it's annoying. It was hot today at work, though. I dressed for it to be cold. It was cold this morning, and well, then, like, once morning. one hit, it, like, got hot. Yes. It was crazy. Anyways, we're not ta- here to talk about the weather. <laughs> That's Phil's job. That's Phil's job. In Groundhog Day. Yeah, so day three starts explaining, and then he just... It's the, after the day that he starts seeing it. He, is it that night he get, goes in there with the guys that are drunk and just 
Yeah. That same he, movie. like, steals the car, and uh, he gets arrested. Love that. I love that. Because yeah. he's, like, he asks the guys, like, if there's no tomorrow, what would you guys do? And that's what kind of happens. But I feel, again, it's like that, like, okay, what happens to that timeline? Like, what happened to those guys? They're arrested. They they have, like, felony charges. Not yeah. felony charges. But they have, like, charges on them now. They, you know, they Well, they wouldn't. Yeah, they were drunk in that car. I would feel like something, they they would have to go to jail, too. They're in the car. That's, but they weren't driving. I know, you but, like. You could be drunk in a car. I know, but they were, they could have told them to stop. You know, like, they were in the incident. But do you have the same? Because they were responsible enough to not mm. be behind the wheel. That's true. I'm sure Phil was drinking too, though. But uh, yeah. Okay, lawyers, if you could tell us, I'm sure they could get in trouble. Like they could get in trouble somehow. Probably, but probably not like not felony. Yeah. No, I didn't mean to say felony. Yeah. Um. So he's in jail. He wakes up the next day. I got you, babe. Hey, welcome to the Gold Morning. It's Groundhog Day. I'm Danny Dan. I don't know the names of the radio hosts. <laughs> welcome to the rom-com dudes. This is I'm Austin. I'm Carlton. What if I just like at the very beginning I re-edit it so it's just like <laughs> <laughs> every ten minutes we just start the whole episode over again. Uh, <laughs> like this is our Groundhog Day episode. <laughs> We're just starting over. <laughs> I might do that. That'd be funny. <laughs> so the people are listening to the first 10 minutes just three or four times in a row. It's like, why is this episode three hours long? <laughs> we'll have no listeners. They'll turn it off in 10 minutes. Uh, so uh, he wakes up, and this is when he starts like experimenting a little bit. He's like, okay, what can I do... Is that where he starts with uh, the girl? The yeah. The first girl? Mm-hmm. He's just, like, eating, and then he goes up to her. He's like, hey, where did you go to high school? And she's like, Lincoln. And then he's like, and who was your English teacher, your 12th grade English teacher? And then someone. Yeah. And got her name, and that's it. Yeah, and then left. And then he wakes up the next day. I touched the mic again. That one wasn't too bad. Okay, good. And then he wakes up the next day, and then he goes up and he's like, oh, my gosh, Sandra from Lincoln High School. <laughs> kind of pulls the old uh, life insurance guy thing, right? Yep. He's like, I know you. I kind of That's another good parallel I like. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's just pulling the life insurance guy. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, what's that actor's name? It's, I love the name. It's like Toby Bacalopoulos. The guy who plays Steven the life insurance. Tobol- Tobolowski. Huh. He's in things. Steven Tobolowski. Never heard of him. He, he's a character actor. He, he's the, the life insurance salesman. Yeah. But he's he's in Spaceballs. He's in Memento. Who's he in Spaceballs? He is captain of the thing. It says he's the captain. I can't find him. Oh, captain of the guard. Oh. I don't know. He seems like a guy that'd be in space polls. Yeah. He's in uh he was in a TV show. Oh, Silicon Valley. He was in Silicon Valley recently, is what oh. I remember. So he uh gets to know this girl and then they like start making out. Start making out and they kinda cuts again. Well, 
Well, that's a kind of an interesting point in the film because it's fairly early on um, that instead of saying Sharon, Nancy, whatever, the, Nancy, is that her name? Sure. It was something like that. Um, but instead of saying that, he says Rita. Yes. Yeah, he does. But you don't. And she's like, who's Rita? And he's like, don't worry about it. He plays I, it off. I love you. Yeah. Or, I want to marry you. Yeah. Rita. <laughs> that's forgot about that yeah. i literally just watched this like three hours ago me too <laughs> it's funny how that happens yeah um but yeah that is just an interesting like before there you can see that there's like something there yeah, like they, they do they do hint at that like pretty early on that they've got some like there's some chemistry through work whatever it may be that there could be some interest on some yeah. level and so they, they show it Right. Right from the get-go before any relationship really starts. Right. And then this is, like, I think the next moment is when he buys, like, all the dessert foods and then really trying to explain it to So Rita. funny. Did you read any facts on that? Uh-uh. So usually for, like, a scene like that, they give him, like, a spit bucket. Yeah, right. He didn't want to. Uh-huh. And so, like, when he stuffs that whole, like, thing in his mouth, it made him real sick. It was a strawberry. No, Wasn't the, it? the cake thing. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, there's, there's a strawberry. It's like yeah. a sponge cake or something. He eats a strawberry, and then he puts it on, like, the pancakes, and then... Yeah, yeah. No, I do I do remember that. He's going to get these pulled back he's up. He's going to read this. He's going to read us some facts. So he's, like, trying to explain to Rita, like, I burped in the mic. I just... I'm so sorry, guys. Oh. Um, What? I didn't even notice. Oh, God. So gross. Oh, see, I heard that. Not angel food cake. Yeah, it was, yeah, I knew it was some kind of sponge or something. Made him sick, huh? You throw up all over Andy McDowell. Yep. So then, um, what are we talking about? Yeah, he starts telling her, and uh, what happens after that? They they kind of go back to ground the Groundhog Day. Well, this is they do the Groundhog Day thing, and he doesn't want to record. Yeah, because yeah. it's because this is probably the time. Because after he's done all the like fooling around in the the scene, that's where he starts hitting on Rita. Yeah, and it goes yep. through that sequence of him living well, those days to get to know her. Well, not yet, because he still is the groundhog before all of that, and that's when it. This is when it like gets real depressing. Before he starts dating Rita. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, let's see. Because I thought that's one of the things that caused the depression. Oh yeah, so right after, actually, right after the gel. You're not is, talking. Yeah, to Mike. he starts getting depressed. This is like. This is the craziest part of the movie for me. Is like at this point of the movie, after he goes to jail, he starts experimenting. He starts dating the girl, right? Like he is having fun with it. I feel like at this moment, yeah. But then you can start seeing a decline, yeah. And that's it's very interesting. And it's been it's had to be like you can see it in the movie, but it's got to be a long time at yeah. this point. Like once once he, I don't know. Like every cut's not a day necessarily yeah it could be like a hundred days it could be 50 days it could be 20 days i don't know um but then he goes out and he he steals the the groundhog phil um i don't know why does he ever explain why 
just depressed. He's just acting irrational, I yeah. would guess. And uh, he runs off, takes takes Phil, poor Phil, the groundhog. And he... Yeah, because that's in his brain. He thinks that's how he has to stop everything. Is to kill himself. Is to kill Phil. But oh, yeah, Because that's he's depressed, right. he just... Right. Well, I, at this point, too, he hasn't tried killing himself yet. Yeah. And so I wonder if, like, he was thinking, like, maybe both those things could could do it. Yeah. And so he t- tries it, and uh, there's that classic joke. Oh, he couldn't be dead yet. And oh, then yeah. he's like, then you see flames come out of the car. <laughs> yeah, and it's still, because it's still at this point where Larry's not a fan of him. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's a lot yeah. of his... Ba- his behavior is based on that idea. And that's off history, too. Like, yeah. you kind of hear that throughout the whole movie. And the way he just treats him. Yeah. treat him well. Yeah. So then he dies, and he wakes up. I got you, babe. Hey, I'm Danny Dan here with your uh, cold weather outside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's cold outside. It's Groundhog Day. So then... uh. Then he just tries to kill himself multiple times at this moment. <laughs> it's very, very sad. But they play it off comedically. It's For, like he cl- Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth because there's a couple of times it's just dark. Yeah, like he, he like just jumps in front of a vehicle. Yeah. And then he like jumps off the top of a clock tower. Or like the the microwave part's really Oh the toaster. The yeah, toaster. that's right. But they play it off comedically because the lights kind of flash and the and the the bed and breakfast lady's like, Oh, what the what's going on? Yeah. And it's like, dude, the like But like his acting is very dark. Yeah. It's a He's, weird juxtaposition. He looks like, sad in this. Like, and I guess that's how Bill Murray kind of looks anyways, but yeah. I, he's usually I feel like happier in other yeah. movies. I don't know. There must have been something. I th- Maybe I did read that like he was going through a divorce at this moment or something in his life, but he just looks rough in this. Even in the happy times, I feel like he did. Yeah. Um, but I think it plays it off with the rest of the movie oh, yeah. really well. Um, maybe that's just acting. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, his job. Yeah. So over and over and over again. And then finally, he's just like, I had it. Let's try something else. Right, like he he wants to do something different, and that's when I think he starts acting a little happier. Um, <clears throat> this is when he like starts trying to date Rita. Um, so he's telling her about it, and then he's uh, he like tries to get little details, and he's been doing this throughout the whole movie, right? Yeah, like getting little details like, okay, she likes doesn't like white chocolate. Okay, got it. Doesn't like white chocolate. Okay, doesn't like fudge. Okay, got it. And just tries to create. And, man, like, I don't know what it is about rom-coms, but, like, these last few movies we've watched, I feel like a lot of these um, relationships are built on a lie. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But, like, for Groundhog Day, it's a little different. Um, I think we would all be doing this if we just kept reliving the same day. You would start yeah. making a list of things like and you don't like, especially if you're doing it for 20 years, right? Yeah. Because at first I'm like, oh, Bill Murray's being kind of sleazy. He's being kind of gross. But you start realizing, oh, he's already re- relived this like snowball fight 15 times. Yeah. And it's not he's not even frustrated yet at this point. <laughs> There's like a frustrated snowball fight that he yeah. has. And so it's like, well... I guess, like, whatever it is, whatever it is, like, I guess 
I don't know. He's just trying to perfect it, I guess. I don't know. What are you reading over there? What I was just I'm looking at the uh, plot oh. on Wikipedia. What's it saying? Am I in the right place? He's quiet. Look at him. He's yeah, so because so, the dating part happens before the depressing part. Oh, does it? It does? Yeah, because that's, that's what sends him into the depression. Oh. Because uh, during one loop, Phil enthusiastically reports on Groundhog Day festivities, Amazing Rita. They spend the rest of the day together because um, she's like, wait, the he- what the heck? This selfish guy is now suddenly charitable. Yeah. Um, wait, am I jumping ahead? Oh, that's at the end. You're right. Never mind. Yeah, I was like, that sounds like the end. Because, like, this is the moment where he's just trying to learn. And then, yeah, he, he gets denied that first time. And he kind of late, he, like, backs off a little yeah. bit. And this is when he starts being selfless. Yeah. And, like, the next, when he gets denied the first time, she gets up to his room, which could have been a year to take at this moment. We don't yeah. know. But, like, she gets to his room and they start making out. And then she's like, no, it's moving too fast. And then he starts saying, because, like, he's kind of behaved weird before. Like yeah. at the, the that snowball fight where he like is just being bizarre about like the kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then, because the, he says the list thing out loud in the room, and then she's like, "Wait, you were just using yeah, this? Yeah. What, what are you doing? Did you call one of my friends? Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's and then like he's tried so many times to explain to her what's going on. Yeah. And the next day happens, and like he then is a little less selfless or selfish and he goes and gets caught. Is this the coffee moment? He gets coffee for Rita and for the cameraman. I think so. And, uh, no, that's like the very end, but there's that moment where he, like she stays up all night with him. Yeah. You know, at midnight. That's one of the times that, cause this has happened after they've already had, yeah, because the the whole thing ends with like a bunch of sequences of her slapping him. Oh right, right. Just but, always getting denied. Yeah, but I, then then there's the growth, and in the growth, she naturally like it's a day where they finally talk it out because so the day that she stays up late with him is the day that he it's that scene. It's really the cool scene where he kind of it's a fun scene of him like explaining all these people because he knows literally everyone. Yes, in I love that. Yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah, just the way he plays it off. He's like, I'm God. But yeah. that's after the midnight scene. That's the next day. Oh, is it? Yeah, because he's like staying up till midnight. And she, I actually kind of don't like the midnight scene because it's frustrating as a viewer. Because I never thought about what time it restarts until yeah. that scene. And so. Oh, yeah, you're bringing up that you didn't like the 6 a.m. thing. Yeah, because it's like, here's the thing. He's, she's like, oh, you knew what I was doing. I'm just staying up with you till midnight. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't start over at midnight. And she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "It starts over at six a.m." And I'm like, well, "What does that? What does that mean?" So he does, he can disappear at six a.m. because she was expecting him to disappear at midnight. But oh, it's okay. not the fact that he disappears. But then, like, she's up with him till about four a.m. Yeah, he's like reading her a book or whatever, and then um, she like, that's when she falls asleep, and he's kind of gave up, and he f- falls asleep. That's what's frustrating as a viewer. It's like you couldn't have waited two more hours. You waited four, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you don't. You don't really get a full explanation of. No, like, 
which I would have rather had no explanation. Yeah, like them not talk about it at, at all. But they bring it up to for me to get frustrated. But it's it's okay. It's not the point of the movie. Yeah, you know, and and it just wasn't necessary for sure. Yeah, because uh, it is a but it is a tender moment. Oh yeah, because I think it's that first time where Rita really starts believing him, and uh, and actually I was just reading so the idea of him reading to her, where it's not like a not like a sexually driven moment or whatever. Right. But apparently on his wife's wedding night, she was too drunk. So he just read to her until he fell asleep. So it was Bill's, Bill's Oh, that was his idea. idea. Wow. Mm-hmm. The reading. I've never uh I've never read to my wife. Are you a big re- have you done that? Michelle's read to me. Oh. Like I don't know. I hear about that all the time cuz I have uh friends who are like, "Yeah, we're reading Lord of the Rings together." Yeah. Or whatever, and I'm like, "I've never we've never done that." I don't know. I I, I don't know why. I always think about it. I'm like, we should we should read together and stuff. So, Brittany, if you're listening, <laughs> we should. We could try reading to each other. <laughs> we just get, especially because the times that we'll, she reads the most is usually when we do, like, trips. Oh, yeah. I can see her that. Awake. Sure, sure. But she's also a better reader, which is funny. But she's a better reader than me. Why is that funny? Because she's dyslexic. Oh. We always get an audio book if it's a long trip. Yeah. But uh, I always pick, like, murders <laughs> it's kind of gross so she'll fall asleep that's funny that's the last one we chose i chose was like a serial killer murder book <laughs> i'm like all right you can choose the book next time um so uh yeah i'm getting a little bit mixed up with my timelines realizing so the so that happens so it's the very next day i think so where he's like i'm a god yeah and she's like what you're God? He's like, I'm not God. I'm a God. And she's like, what do you mean? I know everything. Yeah, I, that's re- I really like this scene, too. It's very, I know this is getting into some, like, weird, deep material, but it's an, interest, it's an interesting concept, the idea of, like, because he, know, he literally, he knows everything. Everything, and he can't die. Yeah. He's immortal. But it, it is an interesting concept, uh, just the idea of, like, deity, yeah. of, like, being all-knowing. Sure. And, like, weird, just because, like, time is, like, a man-made thing. Yeah, it's a weird. Like I said, I, I don't want to get. Well, weird with it's, this, it's, no. If you really do think about it, like a god really cannot die. So if you live a thousand years, you really probably would know a lot. Yeah, you know, and that's we we didn't really talk about this yet, but like Bill Murray starts learning the piano. You know, like he gets he like gets really music well. lessons and, and he becomes a nice sculptor. Yeah, and, and then he, yeah, he learns all these skills. And doctor, he does he become a doctor? Well, the people call him doctor after. R- but they he said that was a uh, yeah, but an honorary title because he learned yes the skills necessary. Yeah, he went for to it. school and stuff like yeah. it's so interesting. Um, like if you're a motivated person, that's what you would do. No, <laughs> I would wonder like if I was I was thinking about that though. If I was trapped in that loop, would I start learning? Like because he starts reading books. You see that, like, he's at the yeah. bar, and he has, like, five books sitting next to him. And he starts just educating himself and, and learning the arts and ice sculpting. I don't know why he takes up ice sculpting. Because <laughs> he, I know there's a scene where he see, and because I, I think it, part of their festivities. With someone who's ice sculpting? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's some ice sculptures. I got you. So I think he's just inspired. Just like, it's yeah. just kind of a callback. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool, actually. Um, see, you pick something up. I don't know. So yeah. Whatever, Carlton. Um, so I, it's really interesting that, you know, he's around this time and he just doesn't waste the time. It's really cool. And, um, 
anyways, we didn't talk about the immortal stuff, but the writer himself was even talking about that. He, that's how he was kind of got the idea in the first place. Is like, like, what if I write about a man who can't die, and then he's just like, he lives in a small town, yeah. and he just can't die, and it, like he stays that kind of same age. But then he like he ran into a roadblock. Well, people, other people age, and that's where he came up with the idea of what if the day repeated, so yeah. people don't age as well. But then, like, you can get frustrated, and you really can just learn every little thing about every person. It's so cool. It's yeah. really cool. Um, I think other movies with Groundhog, like Groundhog style movies, don't take advantage of that as much as this one has, right? Like, I feel like if you watch. Um, Edge of Tomorrow, he like does learn. Um, Tom Cruise does learn uh, in the military because he's in the in a battle. Yeah, he learns the battle moments every new time. But I don't think like he's not learning a lot of new things like yeah. Groundhog Day. But I also don't realize I don't think it's as long as Groundhog Day. Oh yeah, like Groundhog Day is like like we were saying thirty to forty years. Yeah, where like Edge of Tomorrow. I don't think it's been that long or like Russian doll. Same thing. Like he, she wastes these like re redos. And I think a lot of movies do that. Like happy death days the same way. Like they just waste it where like if you were to could live forever cause happy death days, she dies. She comes back to life every time, but she feels the pain. That's like one of the issues. So she doesn't want to die. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's interesting. I, yeah. I think that's why I like groundhog days set up a lot more is because it's just maybe it takes the time. It's not even a long movie, right? Mm-mm. But it no, does it take like that time. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because it's like it's about, it was like halfway and there's like these really, I mean, I think because I was in the, the like uh, rom-com setup, but like the breakup, the, the slapping is like halfway through the film. I'm like, what are they going to do with this? Yeah. But then it's interesting, like just the exploration of like becoming because it's a really good, when you think about, I don't feel like films at least do it as much, but like tell a good like life lesson. Yeah, like, this has such a good lesson yeah. to learn. Yeah, And you can just really see that growth. And that's what like talking about, like that brings us to the end of the film of like him just having this wonderful day just because he was just being a wonderful person. Yeah. Like he just did all these, like he just, he goes in and he runs errands of And it's not, be, he's doing it because like, not because he um, he has to. He's doing yeah. it because he's like, oh, I'm finally getting joy yeah. out of these things that I'm doing. I'm going to live these days. I might as well find yeah. new people to help. And I think it's there could be two takes to this. They could have been like, yeah, this person's just going to do nice things, or this person could do terrible things. Because you could see it both ways. Yeah. Like if you can't, if you're not gonna live for the next day anyways, you might as well do terrible things. And I'm not saying Bill or Phil or Bill Murray doesn't do terrible things because he does. Yeah. And that early, but he like that. That's the best part is he's just learning from it, and it's such a like, like you could learn. I don't know. It has just a good moral lesson, I guess. Yeah. At the end, um, we're not at the end, but um, you're not getting the mic. Oh, sorry. You're good. I was uh, looking. I, it's just right my eye level sometimes. So I'm yeah. like, it's like moving out of the way. Sorry. You're good. Um, 
so then he yeah starts taking up these lessons. I love the piano lesson scene where he she he's like, "Hey, I want to take piano lessons," and she's like, "Oh, I have a student," and he's oh, like, "A thousand dollars." She's like, "Okay," she and then they kick the little girl and the little girl they kick the little girl out. I love that. <laughs> so funny, uh, <laughs> man! It's so good. So, um, after all of that, we're almost at the end, pretty much. But. Oh. When does the moment happen with the homeless guy? That's it, kind of at the end too, where that's like this montage yeah. of good things happen. I that moment was really sad. I don't was, know. I'm trying to figure out why that was in it. Did it need to be? But did, I think it was just the part of this because that's because that happens. I'm trying to remember. I what. guess I liked it. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but it, it, when I rewatched it this time, I was like, it's been a few years since. Well. I think we watched it three or four years ago, but like that's the last time I watched it. And I, I was thinking like, I don't remember that scene. And I was thinking like, why, why is this in it? Is it just to show like how precious life really is, or is like, is it showing like, oh, maybe this old man's getting tortured, like he's reliving this death every time he comes back to life? I don't know. What? Sorry, you were gonna say something. Yeah, I just. So if I'm just getting like, and I keep getting this timeline a little mixed up just because it's not, I mean, th- there's a fairly straightforward timeline, but there's some things that are getting mixed up, but I think it's because it happens before that, the final day. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just this more of this eye opener for him of just how important life is. And he's getting this chance to relive it over and over again. And this is man, that what it is? I don't know. I think what we're trying to see here is the humanity in Phil. Yeah. Because, like, he he's just walking down the road, and then he sees the homeless man called. And he's just like, oh, like, are you okay? And it's that same homeless man that's been in the whole thing, in the whole movie. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't have any money. And then that next time he gives him $1,000 or whatever. Yeah. But this last time he's like, hey, let's take you to the doctor. And he takes him to the doctor, and then he dies. But then, like, he relives the day, and he goes back to him, and he's just dead in the floor. In the, well, not in the floor, but in the, in the, in the alley. alley. And um, it's just like, did he not take him to the doctor this time because he wanted to see if he could bring him back to life his own way? Because yeah. in the doctor's office, he wants to look at it. Yeah. Is what it sounded like. He's like, can I see the charts? And they're like, no, he's already dead. Go away. Right? But I don't know. He's I don't, like, I think it really is just to show that he has some humanity in him and yeah. that's that was kind of the start of like him changing yeah i think so i, I feel like of like actually cuz there's like the self improvement of like piano sculpting yep. and reading within like the actual interaction of like going out and helping other people yeah. i think it is the beginning of that yeah um and then then yeah at this moment he's he goes up to Rita with the i think this is like the the hot, the coffees and the the food. Yeah, it's the coffee, the different angle, and then like the elaborate speech. Yeah, and he, uh, <laughs> I love that speech because <laughs> he's like so well educated at this moment, so well versed that like every news anchor is around him. Like, oh, what's he saying? This is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So good. And uh, and then he's like, Reed is like, hey, well, let's go out. Let's go hang out together. And he's like, no, I've got errands to run. <laughs> And she's and like, that's where, errands to run. We just got here. What do you? Yeah, we gotta leave tonight. Before you kind of see him like picking up on these people's day, because I think like 
No, that was earlier. Never mind. Getting things. Yeah, there's up. some things in there that like I wish they did throw in the movie. I wouldn't mind if this movie was 15, 10 minutes longer. Like, yeah, it could have been. Like where where you see the kid fall out of the tree. Yeah. Or like you see um, what other things? Oh, the the old ladies lose a tire, and maybe that actually that could be in it at some point. But I don't I don't remember seeing it. And like the like choking that. scene. Yeah, the choking scene isn't in there, which I think is a missed opportunity. I think they could have had a choking scene in the cafeteria that they kept going to. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, oh yeah, that cafeteria. I think like a modern um, Groundhog Day style movie would put it in the cafeteria. Yeah, just to show like. Like, he could have showed his character of, like, I'm not going to save that guy to I'm going to save that guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is when he, people in the town are, like, starting to get to know him. and Or they know him through this just one day, which is yeah. really incredible. But, like Bill Murray says, like, I'm a god. I know yeah. everything that's going to happen. And so. And when you get it, when you've lived that for something years, like, you can just do so many things in one day. Yeah. Because you just. Why not? Yeah. I love that when he saves the kid in the tree yeah. and he's like, he saves him and he's like, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? You've never thanked <laughs> You've me. You've never thanked me. I've saved you so many times. You've never thanked me. <laughs> he's like, tomorrow I probably won't save you. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does say <laughs> something like along that. those lines. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I won't save you. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I do wonder, like, this is the last day, right, when he starts saving everyone. And yeah. I'm wondering, like, why is this it? Because he's been doing this for a while. It must have been, like, the Rita moment. I think that it is. Because at the very end, it does to him um, where he gets auctioned off. To him, he's acting like, oh, this hasn't happened before. Yeah. Right? Like, it does feel that way. Yeah. And um, maybe that's what he was kind of building to. He knew the auction, I would assume he knew the auction was coming up. Yeah. But whole and maybe he was trying to get to that moment. But uh that's when Rita like offers all this money. Yeah. 400 350 dollars or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. And uh it's a very very good moment and then he like sculpts his her face. And this I I guess we didn't talk I still want to talk about that like how much he's grown it's so good that's yeah. the best part like yeah you could write this movie off as kind of a um cheesy romantic um comedic movie where like it's it's the whole thing's filmed on set you know you can see it there's nothing not a lot of stuff filmed outside of a set yeah and it, it feels like it you know it feels cheaply made the whole movie other than like bill murray being in it and, and uh, andy mcdowell being in it um there's not a lot of big actors you know, it, it was probably filmed with $5 million, right? Yeah. 93. And it, it feels small and kind of rough in the edges, but just everything put together is just so tender and with a nice bow, it just feels good watching it by the end. And, mm -hmm. and it's like him helping the old ladies with the tires is just so great. And then like, uh, and yeah, he's like, yeah, I just had this jack and this tire, just sit tight. <laughs> so I don't know, I guess. We don't have to stay there forever, but yeah, I like I like that. But yeah, and when they're having that dance, is like him. These people you've kind of interacted with a couple times throughout the film, like the the couple. Because at one point, when he's the, the God moment, he he says uh, they're um, engaged, but she's having second thoughts, and he just oh, walks yeah. away. I forgot about that. Yeah, but he, then in the final thing, he he like buys him. 
yeah. helps them get married, and he gets some tickets to the WrestleMania. WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, that's I forgot. Yeah, that's right. Because there's a whole little montage of just yeah. people that he's just helped, and it's like almost everyone you've met through the whole town. And I think that's why it's so great. Is like. Because you meet the life insurance guy too, and and he's he just like all the everything, the biggest package probably like a thousand dollars a month type thing, and he's like, not only did he buy that, but he bought this, 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 this. Oh my gosh, he's the greatest. And it's funny because he's been so not caring about money anymore. The poor guy. Yeah, I, go that's what day. I was, that's what I was saying. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I was. Because now, <laughs> now the timeline's continuing Dude, on, and he's bought all this insurance. That's what I'm insurance. saying. Like, oh crap! Like, that's what I wanted to see. What happens on the next day? Like, yeah. he's now with the girl, but now he has this thousand dollar life insurance. He bought. He has no money, essentially. Yeah. Essentially, but he did steal a lot of money. You know, like he would. Remember that scene? He's like, well, yeah, he steals it, but it's it goes away. Yeah, I know, it goes away. He's he could be stealing the money every day, because it was a lot of money. Yeah, but I. Not saying like, but he could have stole it that day. <laughs> Who knows? <That's> true. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's so good. And then Rita and him go up to his apartment, and they, you know, start making not really making out. It's they just like they just lay in bed with each other, and then the six six o'clock alarm goes off. And it's a different song. No, it's the same song. Oh, it. Yeah, it's. Oh, it is I got the same you, time. babe. And yeah. then the radio host, though, is like, ah, we got you again, 6 o'clock. We're putting I got you, babe. We like we did yesterday. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> He's like, it's... thank you. Uh, welcome to February 3rd. You know, they're like, it's the next day. And then yeah. Bill Murray opens the windows, and it's just but, and covered. Because you, you, the, the, the thing you really notice is when she reaches across. Yeah, that's, yeah. That Rita fell asleep with Phil. Yeah. Um, yeah, that must have been such a huge relief. Huge. Yeah. Just I just think about that. It is kind of, but it does bring up just interesting questions of like, okay, you've really gotten and you've been living, really getting to know this girl, yep, forever. How are you gonna react? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what happens February third, nineteen eighty three, to Phil? Can you guys please tell us? There's a so actually strangely there's a sequel, video game. They made a video game that's a sequel to the movie. It's a VR game, but like I don't, it doesn't have to do with Bill Murray's character. They just like relive the same day in the town. I think oh. like you as a character just kind of reliving it. Interesting. You're like his son or something. Oh, yeah. Weird. So, um, I recommend everyone watch this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Watch this movie if you haven't seen it. It's like a classic. It's just a classic, and uh, Groundhog Day is not close unless you're listening to this in February, which you could be. Right? Well, it would be January, the end of January. Or end of January, right. Or it could be February 1st. That's true. <laughs> um, I haven't looked up the box office yet. Let me look that up. And then, um, oh, I wanted to, I like, uh, I like, like I said, I like li- reading reviews. And I, Roger Ebert again. I just love the guy. Everyone does. He's like the best. But. Um, oh, he's the guy that really liked 500 Days of Summer, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, so he re-does re- some of his reviews, and Groundhog Day is one he redid. Oh, interesting. He says, so I, I'll read like the first kind of paragraph. He says, Groundhog Day is a film that finds its note and purpose so precisely that, uh, that its genius may not be immediately noticeable. It unfolds so inevitably, is so entertaining, so apparently effortless, that you have to stand back and slap yourself before you see how good it really is. 
So certainly I underestimated it in my original review. I enjoyed it so easily that I was seduced into cheerful moderation, but there are a few films that this is one of them that burrows into memories that become reference points. When you find yourself needing the phrase, this is like Groundhog Day to explain how you feel a movie has accomplished something. That's exactly what Groundhog Day is, right? Yeah. And that's, it's hard. That's why you like rewatch movies. I feel like, cause there's moments where like you, um, you see the movie initially, any movie. And it's just like, Oh yeah, it's fine. But then like 10 years from now you rewatch and you're like, Whoa, no, like this was really, really good for its time. And I think there's a lot of movies like that, but, um, yeah. Okay. And that's what like interesting. We, we've talked about like, uh, like certain things being dated for different reasons for there's a myriad of reasons why things don't stand the test of time. Right. Music choices, certain comedy, but even though like there's some cultural things that might be confusing, they don't rely upon that at all in this. Right. And this is going to be a movie that you can watch 20 years from now and it's still going to be great. Well, this came out on ground, like pretty close to Groundhog Day. No, it's true. It is true. Hmm. February 12th, hmm. 1993. Whoa, you're going to have a hard time with this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not going to know anything. We'll just read it. It did $14 million initially. That's oh. really good. What was the budget? Uh, it doesn't say. You look that up while I'm reading this. Because I'm curious about what the budget is, too. I bet it's no more than $10 million. Does that sound right? Yeah. And even for 1993, that's pretty high. Oh, yeah. But it's not it's not a it's not a high budget film. There's nothing like the high budget scenes is like the the car crash. That's probably a big high budget scene. And then yeah. paying for Bill Murray was probably high budget. And then like there was another big um, car chase. There's a couple car chase scenes that are oh, probably yeah. worth something. So number one was Groundhog Day, fourteen point six five two million. Number two, Summersby. It was the number one movie. Groundhog Day. was Okay, that yeah. doesn't surprise me. It kind of surprised me. I didn't think it was that popular with its initial release, but um, no, it was. Oh, Richard Gere and Jodie Foster movie. Um, number three is Homeward Bound. Oh, wow. Have you seen Homeward Bound? A lot. The Incredible Journey. That's the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I grew is up it, on that film. Is it the first one of Home? Is Homeward Bound the... The one where the dogs, cat, and the other dog go missing. Yeah, and they, they run try. away. Well, they don't run away. They get, like, dropped off. Yeah, or they're on a trip. I don't remember the whole. They get, like, dropped off at a farm. But I'm trying to remember, like, if that's the sequel. I'm not sure if I watched the sequel or the there's, first one. Yeah, they're. But the animals talk, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one, well, the one I remember is, like, the dog gets porcupined. That is the first one. Okay, cool. That's the one I remember. That's crazy. That it was 93. Yeah, I grew up on that. Uh, number four is Aladdin. Aladdin is just gangbusters, man. It made so much money. I bet it did. It got released in, let's see, uh, doesn't say, but it's made $173 million. That's crazy. And it was a $28 million budget. Uh, number five is Loaded Weapon. And then six is Untamed Heart. Number seven, The Vanishing. Eight, A Few Good Men. Heard of that one. Yeah, it's uh, that's great. It's Tom Cruise and Nicholas uh, or Jack Nicholson. Oh, and they're like, you can't handle, handle the, the truth. truth. Yeah, yeah. it's it a good, great movie. Great movie. 
Um, number nine, A Scent of a Woman. You probably heard of that movie too. That's a sounds familiar. Oscar winning kind of movie. Um, and then The Temp. And that's kind of the top ten. That's the budget. What was it? Fourteen point six million. That sounds. You know, I was thinking like ten million, but fifteen. That was popular back in the nineties to make these fifteen million dollar budgets. Okay. And I don't know, like. I don't know if you can see it on screen so much in this, but the movie's not about what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and I bet, I wonder if probably a lot of the budget, they, it was probably a long time to shoot this because to get those right, those reduced scenes. Yeah, it probably did. Yeah, it probably did take a while. Um, there was this fact I read. You might have read it, but uh, it was like Bill Murray was handling the groundhog and he handled it one day and it bit him twice. <laughs> And he had to get rabies shot. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bill Murray was, like, saying how it was, like, one of his worst days I bet. <laughs> on set. He hated it. Oh, so funny. That is funny. So that's kind of the episode. Yep. Um, yeah, go watch it. So next week, we're going to have a guest. Um, it's an f- old high school friend. Her name's Ember. Uh, we're going to be doing Romancing the Stone. Have you heard of that movie? It sounds familiar. Rings a bell. Uh, it's kind of like a Indiana Jones clone, but like with a girl. Like it's a romantic comedy, Indiana Jones clone. Oh. Um. It's. I've never seen it, so this is gonna be kind of fun. Now, um, yeah, it has uh, Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito, Kathleen Turner, in it. Now, this movie isn't. It's not streaming really. Uh, so I just went out and bought it. It was okay. like five bucks. Oh, okay. But then I realized I bought it on Blu-ray. Do you have a Blu-ray player? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, my friend, I think she can get a hold of it, but if not, I'll just let her borrow it too. Okay. And then, uh, so I'll, I'll watch it like, she'll have to record Thursday. We usually record Wednesday, but, uh, does that work with you? I get off work, yeah, because I get off work at six. Okay, we could do it. I think she wanted to do it later, anyways. Cool. Nine or something. So that should work. Okay. Because I don't go to class until. Oh, is school started? Next week. Next week. Dang. Dang man. Yep. What What's your classes? What do you have? Monday, Wednesday, Friday type thing. You don't need to tell me your classes. What? Oh, what classes do you have? Maybe I am curious. Vector graphics. That class is hard. Creating online media. Oh, I did that. No, that's I didn't a, do that. You did the practicum version of it. Oh, okay. That's the coding. Sure. Um, media business ownership. I don't know what that is. It's the, if you want to run a business as a digital creator, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. It's part, it's actually, I'm excited to take it because I really like the professor, but. Who's the professor? Brother Mollum. Interesting. Because um, he ran a film production company in England. Yes, I know that guy. Hello. Um, yep. Chip, chip, cheerio. And then this will be the first semester I'm experimenting with not doing an online class, so this will be interesting. And then I'm taking a practicum that's uh, film coloring and audio production. Oh, that's real cool. I wish I did a film coloring thing. Yeah. Because film coloring's tough. It is. Like, people get paid to just do that. Yeah. Like that's their job. Yeah. Um, and then I'm taking a science, the Science Foundation course, which is always, like, 
the wait list is always huge. Yeah. So I got it. It's a uh, light and sound. Okay, the, that's the two hundred then. Yeah, it's. I did. Uh, I did it online, and I did uh, like earthquakes or something. Uh, natural disasters. Yes, that one. It was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything from it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yep. Every day. Yep. Have weird schedules. Weird though. Yeah. Because like the vector graphics is a two day week, but it's Monday and Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. And then two credit- hours probably. Yeah. Yeah. An hour and a half. Oh. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's three usually credit. Usually, Monday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, one hour each. Yep. This is uh, what we do: school. This yep. <laughs> we're listening to school stuff. Anyways, it's we not. But we can talk about that off the mic, I guess. Hey, <laughs> thanks for listening to our episode. Thanks, guys. Uh, don't forget to uh, oh, yeah. rate, review, re- subscribe. Did I say that? Rate, rate review, subscribe. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that what I said? Okay, go to uh, rumcomdudes.com. Uh, I haven't updated in a very long time, so it's probably a dead website. Um, follow us on our social media, social meds, at Romcom Dudes. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. And if you want to advertise with us, um, that's cool. <laughs> Be like five bucks. Yeah, give us just, just give us five dollars. We'll set up a Patreon. I should do that. On it, Anyways. Uh, I should do... Maybe I'll do that this week. Okay. Would you guys do Patreon? Let us know. Uh, You probably won't even let us know. Okay. Okay. That's it. Bye. Bye.